That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. We are your favorite, friendly neighborhood Casa Negroes, and we're back for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, another. your favorite podcast, where we talk about all of the things, particularly about how we navigate life, but we talk about the perils, the praises, the productivity, and the pump of circumstance of just trying to figure this thing out. I am Josh Rogers. I am Brian here. And we are here for another episode. Brian, yes. how are yes. you? Man, it's always a great day to be like... Always. Mm-hmm. What, what would you do if you woke up another another culture? If I woke up um, as something other than black, yes, I'd cry. <laughs> It'd be a day of mourning. Listen, it oppression be, and all, racism yeah, and all, discrimination it would, and all. Listen, I don't care what our struggles are, mm-hmm. um, or you know, presumed to be. Mm-hmm. I love being Negro. Yes, nigga. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, you know, uh, we said it before I am black nigga four seven. So mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I can't control it. God did it. If you got issues with it, take it up with him. But I'm glad he made the choice Listen. to melanate my skin. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for. It. I think we may talk about it for a minute, huh? We have been gone. Uh-huh. I think was it, it was the beginning of last year we said booked and busy, or was it this year we said booked and busy? It was last year. Okay. But, and I, know, and we, seems like the we, as the as the new kids would say, we put it into the atmosphere or the universe. We manifested it. Nigga. <laughs> <laughs> nigga. Um, yeah, that is an understatement. So so what have you been doing for the last two weeks since we haven't been here? Um I'm finna give me some candy. I missed my <laughs> lunch, y'all. <laughs> so I've just finished eating some a really black meal offline. You know, a lot of people put turkey necks in their food. Mm-hmm. Seasoning food, you know, it is the main meat for me. <laughs> so good, so tender. Um, what I've been doing? I've been out of town for work. Mm-hmm. I was in New York all last week. Uh-huh. Um, for professional development, like leadership program, absolutely amazing. The best. Can we brag on? You? Can you brag on yourself a little bit and let the people know? You know, yeah. What you so, actually um, did. yeah. So there was a cohort of seventy-five of us, like change makers, is what they call us. Mm-hmm. All flown up New York to engage in professional development, uh, very specialized, intentional professional development with American Express. Um, all expenses paid up in New York, sitting in the middle of Manhattan, mm-hmm. um, learning and growing with some amazing people. Um, it was the best professional development program that I've ever been a part of, and I've been a part mm-hmm. of quite a bit. Um, and it was just great. I met some top CEOs. Um, mm-hmm. We're elbow to elbow with some very influential people, made some really great connections, those of which can become friends, but definitely yep. will be lifelong thought partners. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just great. It was great. I was invited to sit on somebody's board for their nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. Some really great ideas came out of it. Um, I'll say this to you, Brian, because you know, mm-hmm. uh, without saying any names, yeah. I would have taken the American Express program was so great yeah. to me. Now, I would have taken, I would have traded my seat 
at the social media thing. Oh, for a half day at the American. Really, Academy. it was that great. It was that great, and we can talk later about how you know I left that other thing. I won't say not impressed, mm-hmm. but not the same feeling. Like I'm grateful for that opportunity, and I yeah. think that that was great. Um, and I think it served its purpose, but I didn't. I don't know that everything I needed from that was for me specifically, right? I feel as though mm-hmm. God called me to a room to kind of show me what was possible, mm-hmm. not necessarily from you know. That, that's just my per. You know. Anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, it was um, great, man. I love New York. Yeah, so it was my mo- first time I've been in New York too as a full grown adult. Last time I've been there, mm-hmm. I was sixteen. Yeah. So we love New yeah. York. I love New York. We love New York. It's a great city. So we both have been to New York in the last in this in March. We both went to New York in March. Mm-hmm. Look at us, mm-hmm. travelers. Mm-hmm. Traveling um, shoes, Lord. Got on my traveling shoes. Ooh. Uh, glad about that. Um, is, did you just have a anniversary recently, or is it coming up? I did. I know you did. <laughs> I sure did. <laughs> I saw y'all. I couldn't get away from y'all. <laughs> that was 15 million of y'all and I hear that my pop up and then one of your LBs posted a picture with me and I was like I feel like Nene I said how I get in see I ain't <laughs> it might have been uh, J- was it Jalen I think posted it I think it might have been Jalen I think it was Smile the Brothers yeah, well the thing is Joshua you are a, I'm always around you are always around you know the frat knows you but on top of that, you know, we were, try, we are trying we're trying to get you, we are trying to get you to to Decatur West Greater, mm-hmm. which you know, let's come come on over. Come I'm on in over. Smyrna. <laughs> I don't even got nothing to run. I was trying to be, I was trying to think of something creative. <laughs> but I'm wrapping up my botillion work, so you okay. know, <laughs> for this for this season. Mm-hmm. Well, the year is almost ended. They already told me to give me a bigger role than the, for the next one. <laughs> now, that is a that is a mess. A, that is a absolute mess. I'm gonna say this online. Well, okay. on the mic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I will be. Let me. Oh, I looked up myself on the international scroll. Okay. It says that I'm financial <laughs> nationally. Now, so you you're a bar. I don't know. I'm not questioning what God did. <laughs> <laughs> I know I ain't paid no money. <laughs> but that's what it said. He said hey, the debt is paid. But I am not financial in all the other places I need to be. Mm. When October comes and it's time for us to do that thing, uh-huh. I make a vow yes. to be officially a financial on all three mm-hmm. levels. Yes. Now, Will you ever do lifetime membership? At some point. I'm definitely going to do it for South Haven where I came through. Okay. That's beautiful. Um, just because I don't foresee myself moving back to Memphis, at least not anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would definitely do it there just to kind of mm-hmm. plant my roots. And roots. Um, yeah, and eventually do it on IHQ level as well. That's mm-hmm. um, international headquarters, guys. Um, but yeah, so, you know, I'm, you know, but you, you, you're still fully financial, right? Those I am. Dudes ain't, ain't, Until ain't, like during September. Yeah, it's about to be over. You got to pay, you got to pay that 500 through. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like, and you got a coaching assessment. You got a lot of assessments. <laughs> Listen, I'll be out here just paying money, just money. I need more money. I'm speaking so, right oh, now. Oh yeah. So to Increase, answer your question, Lord. yes, March seventeenth, um, two thousand seventeen. Mm-hmm. That's when I came to the frat, mm. and it's been a you know wonderful six years. Learned wonderful. a lot, met a lot of people. Um, 
found out that I don't like a lot of people. Mm. Um, just, just a number of things. Own, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know, it's, it's been great. I've enjoyed the bond overall, and um, I wouldn't trade this great fraternity for anyone else or any other fraternity in the world. I'm a believer that if Jesus had grown up during these times, oh, and had yes. decided to be Greek, mm-hmm. that he would have been a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. Drop Doesn't matter what color you are. As long as your blood was red. That's what Kirk Franklin said. <laughs> I think blood was, wasn't it crimson? What the blood crimson? Listen, it flows out that way. Crimson blood. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Hey. And the crimson blood gets rid of the the, 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 the sinful stain. It does. Somebody mm. said recently, the preacher said, the cesspool of sin. I said, whew, that is deep. My God. Cesspool so I was, of sin. I was talking to another preacher. We can talk about mm-hmm. this later because it's going to drop next week. I'm super excited about that. <laughs> And that giant of a preacher said to me, "Son Brian, it took everything in me not to run." Oh, oh, okay, 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 okay. He said, "When we examine the potpourri of our life, we understand that we we are multidimensional beings." I said, "I said, man, God, I'm still in that, and I'm not giving you credit." (laughs) Even the potpourri of our life is so good. It is. I've never thought about like you know, potpourri is just a a mashup of. a bunch of things. And, and it looks kind of messy, but it smells wonderful. And yeah. it actually is beautiful when it all comes together. So, like, it made so much sense. Mm-hmm. I said, this that's man, I, right? That's why that person is, I'm going to say, one of the goats. One of the goats. Because <laughs> my goat is Bishop Gilbert Earl Patterson. <laughs> oh, no, but Gilbert Earl. P.O. Box none, one, Memphis. No, no, I have not met a human being. Mm-hmm. Able to communicate God's words mm-hmm. the way they give her, and it's so timeless. I don't care anything about your these new. I mean, I respect the new preachers, the yeah. illustrations, and everything they come with them. But you give me Bishop Gilbert of Patterson any day. If it was a yeah. verses of preaching, nobody's beaten. I would line him up beside anybody. Yeah. <laughs> And he's winning. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like, there's, mm-hmm. give me one person to listen to um, with grace, class, dignity, you know, not a lot of, you know, culture bashing, um, you know, Mm-mm. all that kind of stuff. I love mm-hmm. it. But you yeah. also celebrated your anniversary one year. What are your I reflections did. after being one year in the bond? Uh, great stuff. Like, um, one that the one there's a price, but then there's also a cost, right? Mm-hmm. But it also has great value. So that's kind of largely been dealing with recently, like price, cost, value, stuff like that. So there's mm-hmm. you know there's a price to get into something, right? You got to pay mm-hmm. a, a price. You got to pay money, monetary value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, however, there is a cost. You know, there's work, there's sacrifice, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's great value in the organization of the fraternity. I met a lot of great individuals um it's not a networking group you know what i'm saying it's not one of the kind of things but you meet people along the way and you learn some things you grow in areas uh, where you never thought you would grow um mm-hmm. it's just great stuff man i think it's one of those situations where it's something you know you wanted but didn't know you needed my right? god so i feel like god. i wanted uh this um didn't know that i needed it and uh anytime i get with my brothers uh it's it's a great 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 time um mm-hmm. Niggas get on my nerves. It happens. They will. 
Are you excited for your first conclave? We just talking right now, y'all. Y'all just in it. Yeah. Um, Are you going? I'm probably, not, I'm probably gonna register. Um, I, I didn't ask you that because I want. Yeah, I'm probably, not, probably gonna do that. I don't it's know if I really care. Six hundred dollars. Listen, man of God. For I've been a, to co- I've been to Koja conventions. Really, I've been to all kind of Ames conventions, and there's to my value. I, I love my great fraternity, but sometimes I really feel like these classes about like that it, the value don't you don't get a value out of a lot of the stuff that you go to, right? Like I, no I'm a, no disrespect. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my rundown rundown off the mic. Yeah, because uh, I'm not gonna put fraternity business out there too much. <laughs> um, so yeah. we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'll, but I'll, I'll be. There. I'm, I'm gonna say this: Have you been to a province council or see Roger Wilson? Yes. Okay, so then you've been to Clave. Oh, all right. That, in, ter- in terms of that side, right? Enough um, Yeah, just a mat, kind of, kind of like jurisdiction national, right? Mm. It's just bigger, much bigger, grander scale. Yeah. So just like we go to the coaching convention, come and aim. You want to get to the vendors? That's all you want to do. <laughs> well, no, I want to get <laughs> and, to and the see the, and see the people. Glory to God. Nothing, Florida. Okay, I'm putting that diet back on. We start April one. Woo! <laughs> I gotta get ready. <laughs> I'm a little bit this month, but I gotta get back on in there. Um, gotta get back. I'm glad to hear that. Um, let me ask you this because this is something that is typically said, and we can move on to the song of the week. Um, yes. Have all 21 of y'all been in the same room since you crossed? No. Mm-hmm. That sounds about right too. No. Uh, <laughs> and I think the closest we've we've gotten since we crossed 20. The okay. closest we've gotten to twenty one is twenty. Okay, and I again, I don't foresee us getting all twenty one, and unless it happens sometime soon, which I know we have something coming up sometime soon, I mm. still don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm. Got you. It was only nine of us. <laughs> <laughs> and y'all still ain't seen each other since. Not not all not all nine at the same time. Yeah, the closest it's been was eight, and that was like right after we crossed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. We got one that don't show up to nothing. He is guaranteed not to show up to anything. <laughs> just don't do nothing. I mean, just nothing. We don't even hear from him. When we, when we do hear from him, it's random. Mm. He popped in a group me about two years ago and said, hey, y'all, I'm married. I'm like, what? Oh, okay. Well, bless you. <laughs> okay. Well, God bless you. Um. Anyway, that's just how it be sometimes. Yeah. I'll be with y'all in May. I'm coming to y'all. Um, oh, to that. Yes. Please come to I'm that. I'm coming to y'all 5th, 5th of May celebration. Yeah. Shout out there. So I'm going to put that on the mic. Um, so those that are listening, especially in the Atlanta area, or not even in the Atlanta area, we have something called the two two day event. It is this is for Decatur Alumni Chapter, Capital Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. We're having two events. One is a day, well, both are day events. Uh Capital Caliente, which is May the fifth, is on a Friday, it's on Cinco de Mayo. So get there. Oh, We're drinking tequila and we are eating tacos <laughs> and all the things. What'd you say? I said, when black people appropriate Mexican culture. <laughs> <laughs> and we do it. But we, we don't put sombreros and stuff on. So we don't, we uh, don't do that stuff. We, we must sit on two different timelines. <laughs> See the niggas and sombreros. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make us look good. Okay, so. <laughs> I'm going to be honest about my people. <laughs> <laughs> so we're drinking the tequila. We're eating the tacos and all that kind of stuff. Eating the all that stuff. So that's on Friday, 4 o'clock. So if you're in the Atlanta area, leave work early. Get there. Uh, I'll put the information on you know, my Friday's social media page. Work away from home days. I already be out in the streets. I'm gonna be there. I'm just gonna pull then up the next day, the following day. Uh huh. Kappa Derby. It is. We are gonna be streaming the Kentucky Derby. We're gonna have on the suits and the things and the 
uh, all that stuff. What you shaking your head like? I'm just yes. saying that's the one I'm not going to be at. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's a different crowd. Everyone is welcome to both events. I feel like you know. Um, I ain't old enough to be at the derby yet. I ain't old enough to be at the derby yet. I don't think I'm that mature. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more our more mature audience. Um, but you know, I'm going to be at both. The one that you want to probably the turn up, in my opinion, like is going to be the Kappa Caliente. Both are going to have DJs. Both are going to have a great time. But I think the one that you probably want to go to, if in the Atlanta area, you really want to turn up and do all the things, um, you know, not be classy. I think the Derby is a little more classy than the Kappa Caliente. So. Are non-Kappa members in, invited? to? Yeah, everybody's invited. It's, it's open to the public. It's open okay. to the public. I just want to know because, you know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Okay. All right. It is open to the public. Uh, ladies, you know, we prefer that you be there more than the men. Um, mm. That's just, you know. Keep those I ratios love, right. <laughs> listen, get those ratios right. I, I love black men, but I love black women more. So, and mm-hmm. other cult- cultures too, but, you know. But preferably black women. Absolutely. Yeah. How about we invite some, some Mexican and Latinx women? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> That's fine too. Because <laughs> I don't really, I really don't. I honestly, I don't think Cinco de Mayo is even really a Mexican holiday. I think it's like something America just created. The fifth of May does have significance. I don't. It's not Mexican Independence Day, which we. Yeah. Uh, but it has some type of significance. But it is. It yeah. Is, Shout out to the Mexicans too. I grew up we, with Mexicans. I'm about to say you grew up in freaking California. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, Best close friends are Mexicans, so we we we. We're so good. yes, so it is Cinco de Mayo commemoration the anniversary of Mexico's victory over the Second French Empire at the Battle mm. of Puebla in 1862, mm. led by General. I ain't even try to do that, <laughs> but that's what <laughs> it, it celebrates the historic battle win. So thirty. Uh-huh. Also Cinco de Mayo, shout out! So we'll be drinking and taking shots in honor of uh, Mexican. Defeating colonizers. And we that is always a time to celebrate when brown always. folk won. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Love that. Love it. All right, Brian. So you, All song right. of the week. Man, you better so, make it good. Oh, don't you don't, come in here? Let me let me preface this. We've been gone two weeks. Don't you come in here on that other stuff? Don't you come in here? With no De La Soul B-side classic off their debut album. We don't want to hear that. (laughs) Brian, I'm telling you, I don't want to hear no Common. No, I don't want to hear none of that. I don't want to hear no Harry Coochie music. I don't want to hear none of that. (laughs) All right, let me go back to the the drawing table then. (laughs) I I, I know you. I know you. It wasn't going to be hip-hop, though. It was going to be gospel music. Oh, would you? Okay, we'll go ahead. I ain't gonna never stop the yeah, I don't know. I, I, I did it because I'm Ellen Baylor, go back to the drawing table. I'm thinking you know this song, but I want to see if you know this song. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah, you should have you went back to the drama. <laughs> Boy, what? Brian, turn this off. <laughs> You picked, you picked like one of his worst songs. <laughs> it's in theme. It's in theme. I don't care. <laughs> All right, let me get the people okay. going. Let me get the people going. No, no, stick with stand on it. <laughs> you chose to sit in that. That goes down in the oracle of history that you chose that. Seasons by Donald Lawrence. Donna has Lawrence. An amazing catalog, and that's the song. <laughs> It's in theme. It's in theme. I'm sure there are so many season songs. 
that we could have we could have played. Listen, name one. Right. I, I was in, I was in Du Bois and Men's Seasons of Loneliness, but you know. well, well. <laughs> worse the worse. <laughs> Hey man. All right. So who is that? But tell the people what it is. <laughs> what is your reaction? Inform the, people. Inform the people. Come on, let's stick with the show. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the, that, the song is Seasons. Yes. By Donald Lawrence and the Tri City Singers. What, and what the thing people don't understand is I, I live to, to do things and then Josh re- respond. I enjoy. I enjoy <laughs> getting well, I a reaction out of you. Because I was disappointed. All right. With that being said, understood and accepted. We're going to very swiftly move past this moment and go oh, into the blessed report and talk about some black. Oh, thank you, Lord. Because my God. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're here at the blessed report, and we shout out black folks doing great black things. Black History Month is only February, but we we patronize and support black folks every single day for the rest of our lives. We do that. We do believe in that. Um, so real quickly in blessed report, we're gonna shout out or bless up Ride Fresh, and that's spelled R I D E F R S H. So we get the, got rid of the E. You know, cool stuff. Um, Donovan okay. and Trey Brown, um, Black Ride Fresh. Love to eliminate a vowel. Are we just- <laughs> <laughs> eliminate a vowel and add a Z at the end or something. Or put a V there or something. <laughs> uh, so, Donovan and Trey Brown, uh, strong black names. Uh, Ride Fresh is a game changing brand of car fresheners, air, car air fresheners. They're trailblazing in the previously antiquated industry, right? Their products have elevated the experience around how a car. Uh, is f- air is freshened uh, and how it makes you feel right so they have some premium designs a thicker look and feels more signature they kind of have some song lyrics to kind of go with either the air fresheners they actually have over ten thousand monthly subscribers um oh, nice. so you can actually purchase um subscriptions and they send it out to you uh as far as what you want um they have different packages stuff like that they've been featured on shark tank nbc Sports Illustrated, Yahoo Finance, Black Enterprise, Afrotech, yo folks, Josh, uh, CBS, Fox, and you can also find them at one of our favorite stores on the shelves. Um, Target. They at the O'Reilly's? They're probably at the O'Reilly's. I'm going to check the O'Reilly's, but I know oh. they're at Target. Oh. Okay. <clears throat> oh, 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 O'Reilly's. Auto Park. That's a, that's a jingle. That is a jingle. <laughs> Um, you can check them out. Website is ridefrsh.com. Again, mm-hmm. ridefrsh.com. And check them out on IG as well at ridefrsh. Uh, support Black Business, support Donovan and Trey Brown, strong black names. And if you're going to have a black car driving black, might as well have a black air freshener. Might as well. Might as well. Let's put little trees out of business. And <laughs> oh. buy- <laughs> you know niggas love a black ice. <laughs> <Speaking> <laughs> of I, I love a black ice. Ah, it smells like cheap cologne. But y'all, it got a chokehold on, especially black men. It got a chokehold on. Listen, <clears throat> listen, I'm a you know I'm a gains, <laughs> you know Airwick kind of guy myself. Yeah, man. me too. I have the um, yeah, I think I have, is it Airwick? It I have like you know fresh linen or mm-hmm. something like that. And you know, new car don't ever smell like an actual new car. Just mm-hmm. for the makers of it out there. It, it you know what? Recently, I've been doing the um, is a Bed Bath Beyond air scent where 
Well, like I a little do a candle. Room spray in my car. You did what kind of spray? I keep the room spray in my car. Oh, One I need of the room sprays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to do that some for breeze somewhere there. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so that is our. They like what is that? I got two little bulls who like to fart on car rides. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I, 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 I need to get my car clean. I need to get my car clean because it, it smells. Okay, so um, that is ride fresh by Trey and Donovan. God bless you. Bless up to them. Uh, um, unfortunately, we do have a rest up. Um, we're a few. Um, so unfortunately, God did not do what, Josh. Caught me taking meat out my teeth. Stay, stay he did not say the hand of death. Uh, of course, we had some losses. Uh, I'm going to start here, and I'm going to finish with the actual person that would have been on the rest of the report. Um, so, another week, another school shooting. Rest up to Catherine Kuntz, Mike Hill, My Cynthia God. Peak, um, Howley Scruggs, and Evelyn DeCaus. Um, so, you know, rest up to those folks. Um, normally, certain people wouldn't be on the rest up. But due to, you know, crazy events like this, we always got to make sure we speak those folks' names. Um, unfortunately, things of like this continue to happen. Um, and, you know, the government continues to do nothing but offer prayers and stuff like that. We're definitely going to, at this, at this podcast, we're going to pray and we're going to intercede on behalf of oh, different families sure. and schools and stuff like that. Josh has two boys in school. Um, I have a daughter that is in day's care class school. Um, I'm pretty sure most of our listeners, a lot of our listeners have kids that are in school as well. And we're planning to have kids in, go- in school. And stuff like this is a scary uh, to think that you would send your kid to a place where you feel like it's safe, has all the mechanisms, has the door locks, has the key pads and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. to, you know, your your child not to um not to come home. So that's that's a terrible situation that's uh, continues to happen. Josh, any thoughts on this before we go to the other person? So yeah, I don't have any thoughts other than what um I saw a clip from John Stewart from his new show The Problem. And yep. um he kind of dragged this man for wanting to ban drag show readings, which I really didn't know was a thing um, mm. about, you know, oh, you know, well, John Stewart compared to infringing upon people's rights to free speech. And he was like, yeah, we're not going to allow them to have free speech in front of our children. He's like, oh, but this thing with guns, you don't want to that pretty much call out the hypocrisy. of yeah. it all. That's not really harmful. Right. If you're a parent, right. that's your friends, then. It's your preference. But in terms of what's actually harming children is guns. And right now yeah. is the number one killer of kids in the United States of America. It's not cancer. It's mm-hmm. not any other sickness. It is literally guns and shooting. So all the way back from Columbine, and maybe this is a greater conversation. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, I'm trying to figure out why we can't have like some type of ban, some type of law that limits the usage of guns. I know Biden has something up now for like assault ban rifles. Like assault, um, banning assault rifles yeah. but i feel like it needs to go deeper than that because everybody ain't walking to school with assault rifles right some people just go, you know busting out the look not the john morant clip clip yeah, yeah. They, they, they busting they busting out guns nonetheless and i just think in like in georgia you don't even have to have a license to carry that it means no. any regular random person mm-hmm. go down to the walmart or the gun shop or the pawn shop and purchase a gun and mm-hmm. do what they will right and i think yeah. that is very 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 dangerous yeah. um, and clearly it's continuing to play out Yep. This is not yep. the first school shooting. This is not the second, the third, or the fourth, which is which within just the last five years, right? right. It is absolutely um, unacceptable that our government won't step in. And I don't care how much money the NRA is giving. It is not mm-hmm. worth the lives of innocent people and children. So No, no. And and I, I think I saw another clip, too, with John Stewart. And he, he made a great point. Um, yeah. He made a great point in terms of he was saying, you know, having a gun is a right in the United States. 
mm-hmm. but also voting is a right. But every single American, in order to vote, you have to register. So it's like what <laughs> what is the what's the, where's yep. the line, right? You yep. know what I'm saying? And if, like, you have, is, and if you have a certain type of past, you can't vote. You can't vote. Right? You so, see what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. And another thing is too, even with the, the drag. That, that that is the parents' choice, in my opinion. They talk about parents' choice, parents' freedom, other things. But like, so would you let Tyler Perry read books to your kids? Listen, if Mrs. <laughs> if Mrs. Doubtfire was real, <laughs> like all of us would have probably allowed our children to watch that show. I it nothing nothing in that to me perverts kids. You know what it's, I'm saying? It's nothing is that's my and I think it's what John Stewart was saying. It is nothing about that is inherently harmful. Whether yeah. you whether you agree, like that's your business, right? How do yeah. you feel about people who dress in drag? But from what I understand, because like I said, I didn't know drag readings were a thing, right? Mm-mm. But from what I understand about them, it is very Mrs. Doubtfire-esque. Yeah. Even for the ones who don't show up as older women, they're not doing the sexually provocative stuff that I hear yeah. happens mm-hmm. at more traditional drag shows for adults, right? right? I heard that they are very different. They're very... T- which I, I wouldn't assume anything like otherwise, right? But right. You know, we got laws that saying you can't say gay, you can't say woke, you're banning black education, you're banning yeah. this, but we can't Culture ban wars. guns. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We can like <laughs> we find that like, you know what I'm saying? DeSantis is worried about me saying, you know, slavery was wrong and the, your white ancestors was trash. Mm-hmm. I can't say that, but right. I can walk, but I, I can go get an assault rifle. I oh, can yeah. do that though, right? Mm-hmm. And potentially that, kill somebody. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, it don't make it's, sense, it's, man. If world is as yeah, but definitely Fast, rest up to those those families, man, and um, big yep. big prayers and big continued prayers. advocacy. Yes, um, you know for those causes. So yep. Uh, so bless up, uh, rest up to them. Um, rest up to Lance Solomon Riddick, uh, American actor, musician, best known for playing Sagger Dams on The Wire, mm-hmm. Philip Broyles in Fringe, Chief Irwin Irvin Irving in Bosch. Uh, he's most known, for, uh, really, for the. Um, Recently, in terms of films, are concerned uh, as the um, uh, I think he was like the chauffeur, the, the chauffeur, but one of the concierge, I believe, in John Wick, um, okay. and uh, David uh, Gentry and Angel Has Fallen. So he's been out here doing the great things. Uh, so if you've seen The Wire, you know he's the the black chief and great character. I've never seen an episode of The Wire. No, teach us some. It happened, um, and it's not because I didn't like was disinterested, like. Kind of like how snow, I can't quite catch snowfall. Like mm-hmm. I've tried three times. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the wire, I think I was, I was a kid when it came out. Mm-hmm. And one, I wasn't allowed to watch it. Right. Um, and I think you know, as that wave continued, I never, I just never tapped into it. But it's it's on my list of things to one day start and binge. And um, I'm I'm actually side note while we're here, um, I'm yeah. actually letting snowfall completely in because this is the final season. Yeah, and I'm just I'm just gonna sit through it. I'm just gonna yeah. get all the way through it. Yeah, I'm actually gonna redo Atlanta. I know this is totally off subject. I'm gonna do that. Uh, no, you're right because Atlanta's ending or has ended. Yeah, and so I'm gonna just go from season one and then catch up with the stuff yeah. I did. I, I fell off with, with like midway through season two. I want to like that, Atlanta. Oh yeah, yeah. I finished I season like, two. That was the weird season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like there's certain there's black certain black shows. You just need to watch, even if you dislike them, just for the culture, like mm-hmm. just so you can understand certain things and be, you know, yeah. 
Yeah. I understand certain references and yeah, characters. I all the snowfall conversation, but I'm going to. Well, it should be ending soon. So yeah. around May June, yeah. I'll start over and really, I'll probably watch episodes one through five <laughs> like seven times now because I keep I keep trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's worth it though. It's definitely worth it. Okay. Was that the end of the rest up or we got some? That was else? the end of the rest of the report. So rest up to Lance. Well, no, Solomon Brian. Yeah. Brian, I know you didn't. I know you didn't forget. I guess. Ask me helping. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so does he count on the rest up or is he just. Yes, uh, he does. Okay. Okay. If we honored Betty White. <laughs> we did honor Betty White. And we honored, what's the other one? The, the journalist. What's her name? Oh, uh, uh, um, Barbara. Barbara, yeah, yeah. 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 So we'll do Bobby Caldwell. Okay. Yes, so we will. We will. So Bobby Caldwell. Um, yeah, I almost got it, offended. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby Caldwell, um, original name is Robert Hunter Caldwell, American mm-hmm. singer, songwriter, and musician, released several albums spanning over several years, uh, R&B, soul, jazz, and, you know, adult contemporary, known for his, you know, s- honestly, he's really known for c- crossing over to the black to the black culture. Um, quick story on, uh, on my understanding is that um, he had more of an R&B sound and, but he was white and the people didn't think that he would be able to sell in our culture. So mm-hmm. what they end up doing is they kind of did like a reverse crossover to where they didn't put his actual face on some early album. They did like silhouettes and stuff like that. So, you know, us, we love good music. We love R&B. We love soul. He had it. And, yep. you know, we listened to it. It caught fire in our neighborhoods. And then you show up at the um, concert. You see this white dude singing all of our favorite songs. <laughs> and you're like, oh, yep. <laughs> this is good stuff. But you can't, you love it because it's good music, right? So, yes, uh, Bobby Caldwell, um, you know, what you want to do for He's been sampled many times. Um, I, I could have did Bobby Caldwell for the um, uh, for song of the week. I could have done some, some good things. And I heard um, Chance the Rapper has his latest sample. Uh, so super excited about what that's going to sound like. Um, hasn't been released yet, but I think he shared a a message. Um, his wife actually shared a message in an interview saying mm. that he had heard of Chance and really liked the sample and all that different kind of stuff. So I'm I'm excited, excited, yeah. excited, excited oh, about yeah. that. And rest up, rest up, Bobby Caldwell. Oh, well. um, all right, back well, if, th- if that's it, <laughs> that is um, it. Let's bunny hop on over to. The Billboard. So this week in the Billboard, one of my favorite mm-hmm. storytelling vocalists mm. of all time. She probably is my favorite storytelling vocalist of all time. What stories does she tell? Oh, about that man who lived in L.A. <laughs> she, he, it was too rough for him, Brian. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it was so rough that he had to go back to what he used to know. Mm. Okay. So he, well, you know what he did? He got his stuff. Uh-huh. He got on a train. That's a long train ride from mm-hmm. And he got on a train to Georgia. Let me tell you what was so important about that. She loved mm. this man so much. Mm. She too packed her bag oh, and got on God. that same train, a midnight train at that oh, a red eye. <laughs> and went to Georgia with that man. And mm. then there was another song where she was talking about, you know, how she loved another man. Mm. And it was so good, but she knew it had come to the end. But oh. she just couldn't find. Ooh, she couldn't. I feel God. She couldn't find her way to say goodbye. <laughs> no, nobody tells us. a story, mm. 
Brother, I don't even be going through a breakup and neither one of us be speaking to me. That Listen, thing, the way she feels that song, bro, it is. And then she finally settles in her spirit. Farewell. At the end, she tells him farewell. Mm. Oh, Gladys Knight. Gladys, I love Auntie Gladys. I, yeah. I didn't like that restaurant. <laughs> but her music. <laughs> Gladys Knight. Them chicken and waffles. I enjoy ch- chicken and waffles. Well, you what you have. You probably like this is it. <laughs> I, I've never it. had this. I think I had this at one time. Yeah, I'll add and, and I didn't Overrated. go for the rib tips. I went for the fried catfish. Mm. And it was over fried. And then sometimes <laughs> underfried. I didn't enjoy that either. My anyway, um, I don't know that I had really good soul food in Atlanta ever. Um, my Lord. Outside of my own home and and the few people who I trust. Um, but Gladys Knight has been honored um, with the National Medal of Arts from Sleepy Joe. And Knight mm. is known as the Empress of Soul. Mm. Receive a medal. Wait a minute. If Aretha's the queen, who's the princess? <laughs> Who's the Duchess? <laughs> I, there's some things missing here for her to be an Empress. Empress. <laughs> Who's the Lordess? Empress. <laughs> so we got yeah, the, so the king. Who, the, so the king. So the king of soul is is uh, James Brown. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I believe that's right. The yep. Queen is Aretha. The Empress. So they is the Empress that? bigger than the Emperor? Right. What? What is the? What is the Empress like? What is that level of? I mean, that's what I'm saying, but I feel like the next level under a queen would be princess. Yeah. But maybe they, but maybe princess is always kind of associated with child, like children. Yeah. In a sense. Um, I don't know. That's interesting, mm. though. All right. Yeah. Empress of Soul <laughs> received the medal um, at, at the White House. The National Medal of Art commemorates artists, art patrons, and groups that have advanced arts in the United States. Additionally, it is the highest American award given to artists, art patrons, and groups that have advanced arts in this here country we call the U.S. of A. So shout out to Auntie Gladys. Mm. Um, magic. Before we do that, we were gone for a minute, and we still haven't had an episode. But Ryan, you remember the Billboard 200? Yeah. And you remember how, you know, it was crazy. Brandy was 197. 197, my nigga. I'm going to keep putting it out there. Yesterday, also, I posted a video of me jamming to my favorite Brandy song, one of her early songs, mm-hmm. Sitting Up in My Room. Perfect. You listen to them lyrics, too. Babyface. Babyface was dreaming about somebody because <laughs> pray that you invest in my happiness. <laughs> like, What? And she said, until you start feeling me, I'm just going to sit here in this room. How I'm you going to find you, sis? So, you know, but it's a great song. It's, it's a, a great, great song. song. I love it. Um, anyway, somebody interviewed Shaka Khan. Oh, child. <laughs> Asked her about the list and, and began to also ask her about Mary J. Blige's version <laughs> of one of them. I will love you anyway. Yeah. And she said, I told that she, she, can't, she can't sing. And when she ended <laughs> up flat. a song, he was flat. She said, Mary told me she sang a song at 8 a.m. I said, don't nobody sing a song at 8 a.m. at 8 o'clock in the morning. You don't, you don't wake up and just not sing at 8 o'clock. <laughs> she said, it's okay though, me and Mary cool. I love Mary. I told her this all to her face. I was just like, girl. Meg Shaka. But she gets on the internet later and apologizes, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, you might as well, as hard as you just went, you might as well just stood 10 toes down on that because it. <laughs> She was serious. She was so serious. And then she talked about Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey over me? She's like, huh, turn. I can't. She, she's not going off. <laughs> All these people who were like, couldn't sing better than her, can't mm. sing better than her. But you want to know the irony of behind Shaka, though? Uh-huh. As much as Shaka 
be the happiest at happy hours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and as much as many other people's voices have aged due to just oh. natural causes or mm-hmm. you know usage of certain substances, mm-hmm. when Shaka is focused. Mm-hmm. Shaka still sings. She still sings. <laughs> so, I, so I don't because I heard Patty recently, right? And Patty's voice is has age. It's it's really starting to age. She was on the Jennifer Hudson show, and we're trying to hit them high notes, and they just they not coming out. This, yeah. And it's and it's understandable, right? Uh-huh. Patty's what in her eighties. She looks yeah. amazing, but she's in mm-hmm. her eighties, and their voice their voice has aged some. But yeah. and Shaka's has two in a sense, but there's still a a a a a a, a, a strength to it that is typically not there. Especially mm-hmm. for people who have lived lives like Shaka, so mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know if it is her candor and her mean girlness, her diva ness, yeah, that, that's, that's keeping it strong and tight. tight. <laughs> <laughs> but woman of God still got it. So I, I, just it. Wanted, I just wanted to highlight that before we moved on. I know we got yeah. a short billboard because um, we want to get into this living room, but like I, I couldn't let that one pass. No, I couldn't let it pass. And I think what did we? Were we here to talk about Angela Bassett not getting an Oscar? I think we did. Okay, well, let's bring it up again. She didn't get her Oscar. And I know Jamie Lee Curtis is beloved by the blacks. Oh. Mm -hmm. But no. You know, that's all I'm going to say. And for all Mm -hmm. you who's giving Miss Bassett, Auntie Auntie Angela, all the the flack for her facial expression, why can't black people, (sighs) more so black women, emote? Mm-hmm. It is okay to have really, really wanted something, and when yeah. it doesn't happen, mm-hmm. to be dis—I can be disappointed and still happen for you at the same time. Oh yeah, you can. Two, two, two emotions can be, can be true. Yeah, like, I'm like, dang, I really wanted this, but I'm like, you know what? But that's my homie. I'm happy you got it. Yeah. Like, but yeah. right, but immediate, my immediate reaction might have been, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think there was anything wrong with that. No, at not all. at all. Yeah. At all. I don't. I, yeah. Do you think in this lifetime that Angela will get another role that would allow her to be uh, Oscar nominated and eventually win? No, because I don't think she'll take any roles that the Oscars love. She's not gonna be a servant. She's not gonna be a. Uh, yeah, she died and slave. She ain't gonna be a slave. She's not gonna be a. You know, a drug addict. You know what I'm saying? She is known to play some classy characters. What What did Viola win hers for? Um, it was that look, I, like that two minute scene or something, right? Yeah, where her son was getting molested or something like that, and yeah. she okay. knew about it and was like, "Well, you know, at least he's getting some type of attention." You know, I think it was what it was like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then like if you look, if you look at it, you know, no disrespect to anybody, but if you look at the roles where people get nominated and win Oscar other than Ray. J- like, other than Jamie and Ray. Uh, oh, Dream Girls, yeah, yeah. But still she was the loud black woman who needed to be humbled. You know what sure. I'm saying? Like sure. Some of those characters are kind of like the the stereotype of of black folks, the, the black tropes, you know. I know um, Will didn't win, but was he nominated for Ali? I feel like he was. Okay. Okay, yeah, but he but he won off a of, his uh, wall. The one he won was off was okay. Was King Richard? King Richard, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, in, in that case, I you know, I'm not gonna say every every person didn't win off of one of those things, but sure, it's it's usually usually those like stereotype and tropes. Yeah, I get yeah, it. yeah. Um, I'm hoping that she gets a role right that puts her in that in that space. Um, because I just her career deserves, and even if she, God forbid, she doesn't win one, may hopefully they do something like they did. 
or Sam Jackson, and she gets yeah. some kind of lifetime on her, you know, because yeah. I've, her art deserves to be celebrated. I know we shouldn't depend, you know, again, two things can be true. We should not depend on white institutions to recognize us and give us yeah. the flowers that we deserve. But at the same time, yeah. if this is society's standard of excellence, you know what I'm saying? Why not want to have that level of recognition and an award, you know, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong for um, wanting that. I mean, we see Beyonce right now. Beyonce is at her is at peak blackness, right? Yeah, and she's very much so. Whether she might not say it, woman of God very much so wants that album of the year award, right? Yeah, and I feel, and I feel like she deserves it, right? She puts in the work, she's done it. Um, we got two more acts in Renaissance, so hopefully she gets it um, for one of those. So yeah, I, I don't think it's anything. I think two things can be true. Again, we can critique and criticize these institutions. But still understand their relevance, yeah. right? And 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 want to be in that space of recognition. So, agreed. All right. Um. Next on the bill, anything you want to add there before we, you know, bunny hop? No, no, I, I agree with one hundred percent. BT, you know what to do. Like now, BT, now you give Auntie her award in, in June. You know what to do. And do we know anything about what's happening with with, with Bet? Is is it is it Tyler Perry? As long as Diddy don't get it. I'm fine. Yeah, I don't want Diddy. I don't. I really want Tyler Perry to get it. I, I don't like want Barry Allen to get it because I really don't feel like he's going to do anything so innovative. That will really no, I, no. I don't feel like it. And to, like he's not going to do anything innovative. I think he just wants to buy it just to buy it. I think he's going to own it. He's just going to own it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think Diddy. He has revolt. That's you know we see what revolt is doing. No shade to revolt, but it's mm-hmm. yeah. I feel like Tyler Perry can do the best. But he already owns a, a lot of BT Plus. He already he has his own studio. So imagine the original content he put on BT Plus, like movies and stuff like that. I think he would do more with it. I feel like he has more of a vision of TV film, whereas Diddy doesn't really have doesn't have that. In, in, you know, uh, and I also feel like Tyler Perry would bring your best to the network. Um, I would, I'm interested in what a BET award looks like under a TP. Oh, probably so good. It's probably I, I, it's probably I, gonna be more reminiscent to the NAACP awards at this juncture. Like you know, I think that'll be the shift. Yeah, um, yeah. With, I, with I would want I would want him to be I don't want him to buy it and just buy it. I want him to be hands on. I don't I don't. But you know, and that's why I think people want him because I don't think anyone foresees Tyler buying Tyler uh, Tyler buying Tyler Tyler buying BET and sitting. Yeah. Right. I don't know that he's going to be like super hands on because he got so much to do, or it could be that he, that when he buys it, he shifts. From some yeah. of his original content, and maybe this is maybe this is the blessing. Yeah, maybe he shifts some of his focus into running BET. That he has to get writers and stuff for <laughs> for his content, and then so BET gets better and his stuff gets better. Yeah, look at look at the circle of life. Look Akuna at it. Matata. Yes, it means no worries. No, Boy, it's our problem free. Philosophy. Philosophy. Shout out Akuna. Mike Jackson. Akuna Matata. Because the same man who played Mike Jackson was the same man who played Simple. Okay. Oh, All right. Did you hear that simple. Michael Jackson, it was rumored that he wanted to buy the rights to Spider-Man so that he could play Spider-Man? <laughs> that does not shock me. Could you see Michael Jackson as Spider-Man? That does not Brian. shock me. I, I, I could not see Michael Jackson Spider Man. He, he Spider Man would have threw me down. I don't know that I could take that. Mm-mm. Okay. Um, anyway, we getting way off. But Magic Johnson, 
speaking of a T he a he he <laughs> Myron Magic Johnson. Um, <laughs> one of one of Brian's people. He's an LA Lakers fan. Mm-hmm. And Magic, you can't think of the Lakers. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking of number 32. Yeah. Um was just placed, he placed a six billion, that's what it'll be, um, dollar bid to buy the NFL team, the Washington Commanders. I want to take mm-hmm. a pause here, Brian, and yeah. say if the NFL can change this team, we used to be the Washington football team, and now the Commanders, when are we going to do that with the Chiefs? That's all I'm saying. Mm. If we're we going to be equitable. Oh, yeah. They never the social justice. We got it. We got to do it. on. We got to do it. For, you know what I'm saying? For them, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we might want to look at the Minnesota Vikings as well since we're there. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it will become the first black owner in the league's history if the deal goes through. Um, all, all the conspiracy theorists are already saying that Magic Johnson might, you know, Illuminati might get him. Because you know what I'm saying? The Listen. first black got to make a sacrifice. But we're not going to speak. We plead, the, we plead a bucket of blood. The over bl- Magic Johnson's life, yes. <laughs> all the blood from Calvary shoot on down to yes. cover this man uh, because we really do. That would be so great for us. Yep. Um, as a community, we would love to see it. So definitely praying and hoping that this goes through. Um, but he will be alongside um the 76ers owner Josh Harris and billionaire Mitchell Rails. Um, they officially submitted um the massive, fully financed bid to purchase the franchise. So um, let's see what happens there. Um, what do you think? Do you think Magic will be a good owner, or do you think he's just kind of you know? Yeah. Uh, so anything Magic does, for the most part, he wins. Mm-hmm. Starbucks, he got to Starbucks early. That won. Burger Kings won. He had some theaters. They they lasted for a certain period of time. Did you go to the Magic Johnson theaters? I did. Yeah, yeah. I went to the Magic Johnson theaters, and it was it was dope, man. Black owned theater. It was just like any other theater you go to. Yeah, I feel like it got played out when movies kind of got played out. Um, but that, that, you know, he was an owner of the Lakers. They won a championship owner of the Sparks. They won a championship owner of the Dodgers won a championship. Um, the soccer team he owns won a championship. Anything for the most part, what magic puts his heart mind into for the most part, he succeeds. Um, so, so you're saying uh, magic got the magic touch. Magic has the magic touch. Uh, and he's All the right. chief part of the church of God in Christ. So that, that's <laughs> he is a member it. of, um, West Angeles, West Angeles. Church yes. of God in Christ. Under new, very interesting pastoral leadership. I'm oh. going into Josh Rogers' <laughs> athletic abbreviations. I ain't going to sing the song, y'all. I know it's been a while, but I don't feel like it. And that's okay. my business. We are in the final four. Um, and nobody predicted these teams to win. This is one of those things that had, that's why I actually love March Madness because yeah, the competitive me nature of it all is so unpredictable. Memphis got out in the first round, lost by one point. It was a very, 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 very tough loss. Um, the whole city was disappointed, but we were also super excited about those boys and painting Hardaway in their future. Um, mm-hmm. but right now, it's saying about Memphis, this is um the teams that are there on the men's yep. side, you got UConn, the Huskies, the number four seed, Miami Hurricanes, number five seed, San Diego State, Aztecs, number five seed as well. And then FAU, the Florida Atlantic Howes, those two, that's who beat Memphis. So I hope they lose. I hope they lose. Uh, <laughs> it was a number nine seed. They'll be playing um, to see, determine who goes to the NCAA National Championship. And we'll see who wins there. Uh, I'm going to predict. I'm just throw something out there. UConn is going to take it all, Brian. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. That is my choice. That is my pick from your favorite mm-hmm. sports analyst. Um, you got to pick who you who do you favor? Um, it's because I, I would have kind of gone UConn. I know UConn is one of those schools that they just have a history of winning. Once they when they get in the tournament, and they get rolling. They usually do the thing. Um, 
Roll it on the river. To the contrary, I kind of would like Florida Atlantic to win only because you can say now if mm-hmm. if they beat Memphis, Memphis only lost to the national champions. Like it's, you know, you can kind of give them that kind of thing. Um, but but awesome. honestly, it's I don't have a I don't have a a dog in this. And oh, sorry, mm-hmm. I don't. That, can we use the term dog in this fight anymore? Can we do that? Is that? I don't know. Uh, I don't know that is who it would have been. Okay, you know, Peter. Maybe you know, but um, yeah. At this point, I like I I just. Whoever wins, wins. I think it'll be great. Um, yeah. Not Florida. Not, let, let me do that. I'm going to go with either San Diego or UConn. Okay. I don't want Florida to win anything. I don't want no, okay. I don't want the no championships going, going to Florida. No, right. not not one. All right. Well, yeah. um, let's head on over to the women's side. You have LSU women's was a number three seed. North Carolina, South Carolina, I'm sorry. Um, Don Staley, a black woman, uh-huh. the number one seed. Virginia Tech is the number one seed as well. Then Iowa, the number two seed. Brian, I think you're saying South Carolina. I think we talked about that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think South Carolina, Dawn Staley is the GOAT of coaches, uh, female coaches. It's great that she's now has South Carolina bigger than Tennessee, bigger than UConn, which were perennial uh, tournament winners. Virginia Tech has had a great season. Um, LSU has um, Angel Reese is a amazing black woman uh, who yeah. is probably projected to be one of the top players in women's basketball right now, probably a number one pick. Uh, Iowa also has this uh, shooting uh, I can't think of her name, but she's a white girl that can shoot the threes. Um, so this final four is probably a l- little more predictable than the In men's. The inside, yeah. um, however, South Carolina is so good, and Dawn Staley is such an amazing coach. Her track record is – so let me, let me go back to go for it. So they played versus Louis, uh, LSU earlier this year, and they just destroyed them. So oh that just goes to show how great South Carolina is. But, you know, anything can happen in the tournament. Anything can happen. Uh, ain't that what Kiara said? So um, we're going to. She actually has a really good this album. I can say this album is good. Uh-huh. Have you listened to Ty's album yet? I haven't because from from what I understand, it's a live version of his most recent album. And his most recent album, it wasn't. It wasn't victory. Yeah, it's, um, it's so. Just, yeah, <laughs> I'll say that. Right. I was just like, saying, and I know we're supposed to evolve and grow, right? And I and I don't expect him to be the same time, but. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It didn't. The, the media, the, the, the media said like social media said like it was a great album. Blah blah blah. I listed. I was like, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to because I do know you know how I feel about live albums. Mm-hmm. So live albums usually hit a little harder than studio yeah. albums. So I'm gonna, get, I'm, gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give it a try. Um. So we'll see. Yeah. Musically though, that last album was on point. Like Ty just got a band. That's just album's yeah. work. Yeah. And I'm gonna say this too. I love Ty Tribute, and I hope that one day we can meet him and have him on the show. But I did not enjoy that tiny book. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I watched I it. Didn't. And um, all y'all who hyping it, y'all are just Ty stands. It was not. I didn't. It it wasn't Tiny Desk. It was, I don't know. It, let me not go there, because, you know, we'll get stuck. Mm-hmm. Any quick thoughts you have, Brian, about Because I know, you know, you know, you know, if, 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 if the battle of the contemporaries, I'm Kirk. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, it was it was solid. I'm gonna say that. I it wasn't like bad, was, but I just yeah, like, I like it there wasn't. Was some, there yeah. were some missed opportunities. There were some missed opportunities. Um, yeah, there were some missed yeah. opportunities. He, I don't really think he catered to us originals. Yeah, and that too. Yeah, let me say that. I don't think he catered to the originals, but you know, who am I? Who are me? Anyway, I was, you know, I'm going to say this and I'm going to leave this. Down. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this and I'm going to let you go. 
I wish the vibe of his tiny desk would have been the vibe of life, but with all of his hits. Yeah. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. that vibe was kind of like real chill and, but yeah. he still could have gave us victory. He still could have, you know what I'm saying? He could have gave us, mm-hmm. you know, what what he say? Let your air condition, where your air condition, whatever that phrase was, he used to always say, uh, he could have gave us all of that. Um, yeah. But anyway. Life. Yeah. It was a solid debut album. It wasn't the be- I just want the vibe of life, not give us life. You know what I'm saying? But kind of just that studio chill. That's what I mean, nope. give us what Tiny Desk is. Because even Meg the Stallion played into the Tiny Desk thing. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. <laughs> it, it, it it seemed like more live show than Tiny Desk. Yes. And that, and um, I think that's why I was more like disappointed. I'll just use the word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And going going back to life, and I can we get stuck on music. Life was a, one of the best albums I had heard. One of the best contemporary albums I heard mm-hmm. until he came out with Victory. Yeah. And then he came out. So it was like every album he came out with was just better than the last until one. Until Fresh. Oh, yeah. And he's, that's when he that was a, That was a hard. And I think after Fresh, he, he kind of. Greater Than. No, Greater, greater Than, which was, is okay. I really enjoyed Greater Than. Yeah. But the Bloody Wind came out of that was like Bloody Wind and it was now, like. Now. Now. That he started trying to do like the whole mainstream. He came out with that song that kind of sounded like Rihanna. And it was like, bro, this ain't it. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, like, bro, that's, that's not it. <laughs> that's not it. Uh, all right. Yeah. Well, with that being said, let's accept the Brian. Let's head on over and um have this living room conversation since we back let's, in. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, Puzzle Pieces, for sticking around for the living room. This is the for those that are new to the show. Uh, this is like the meat and potatoes of the podcast, where we kind of learn, unlearn some things, kind of go deep into some more introspective, some personal things, some things that we feel like um, our listeners, our Puzzle Pieces, who are just trying to figure out life like we are, can have those honest conversations to kind of help us grow, uh, learn again, and unlearn some of those things that we have learned in the past. And listen. Um, if you live in Georgia, you know that uh, spring has since sprung um, because the pollen is eating our tails up. My um, God. It is something. Uh, I feel like I, you know, it's just crazy. But within spring, within seasons changing, um, things change, right? So we're coming out of winter. Now we're in spring. So I love the great thing about seasons. Um, is that it brings about a different change, a different attitude, a different mindset, different hopes, goals, and dreams. Um, so like summer, people will be like, oh, I want my body to be perfect for summer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then fall is like, oh, well, I'm ready for cuffing season. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, the new year season, the winter, all that kind of stuff. But spring, since spring is here, we're going to have kind of a uh, conversation regarding some of the things regarding spring and not just, you know, you know, wearing certain colors and stuff like that, Easter suits, but really like a holistic, uh, and you know, uh, conversation about what spring is like. Uh, so first thing is we hear the term spring. Well, before I go back, let me go, before I go forward and go back. What does spring bring out to you? What is, what does that, the season bring out to you? Allergies. You said <laughs> it. What? <laughs> I, so, you know, I'm bad. I got bad sinuses, bad yeah. allergies, former asthmatic. I be. I'm not as bad as I used to be, but that's because I've, you know, picked up this routine of taking my sinus medicines and my Zyrtec. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just bad, man. Like, yeah. Sinus would be burning. Can't go outside for a long period of time. But um, 
I don't know. There's a there's something freeing about warmer weather. Yeah. And not even get into like all the runchy stuff. It's just, you know what I'm saying? It's just something mm-hmm. about excuse me, what I think fall and winter fashion is the best. Yes. Um there's Layers something about Yeah, there's something about, you know, that warm weather that kind of wants you to be outside, wants you to be free. Mm-hmm. Um and kind of, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But yeah, it, it brings out a uh I almost feel like it releases a pressure. It's like we come out of hibernation. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Like I feel like, you know, start wearing less and going out more. Yeah, that's what Drake said. <laughs> the the weather gets better. I think attitudes kind of shift in terms of mm. the sun is shining more. You know, of mm. course we have we need rain out here in Georgia because the pollen is so bad. But the sun starts shining. You know, Easter is in spring, so it's kind mm. of like a more of a <laughs> Jesus got up in spring. <laughs> it's more of a, a time of freedom. Like it's more of like that the season of we're in a house, we couldn't do anything, couldn't go outside because it was so cold and and all that kind of stuff. And now, like you said, it's more of like a free and go outside. Sure. We can kind of go on picnics, go to the park. It's just more of a a, a, a free space and free attitude. I think my my mind, I, I think, changes in spring. Spring is actually probably one of my uh, favorite seasons. Um, spring's one of my favorite seasons because I just feel like it is going from the cold, bitter time frame. To more of like a free. You said your mind changes. Can we lean into that a little bit? Yeah. So, um, so perspective, right? Um, Okay. uh, Just the word spring, right? It just gives. I don't know what is maybe the etymology of it all, but it just gives a a a a a, a mental picture of flowers blooming, Mm. leaves coming. Just life. You know what I'm saying? Like life is kind of starts back over in spring. Right. Um, so I don't know. If it's just something and mentally. It kind of gives me this this feeling of like, OK, we're, we're this when this is when the world starts again. This is when season change again. I'm, I'm happy. Uh, we're going to talk about cleaning and stuff like that and breaks and stuff like that. But it's kind of like. I, and I don't know if my mom, we kind of raised it when spring hit the seasons changed. You put in old clothes, the, you put in your winter clothes in the closet. And you bring out the spring stuff, like the shorts and all that kind of stuff. So I feel like my mind just kind of gets into a place that you said earlier, like like a, a freedom. And then yeah. we go back to go forward is remember 2020, oh my COVID God. hit in spring. Oh, my God. So we God. It did. <laughs> we, we went from down. winter being in the house to stuck, stuck during the best seat, one of the best seasons oh, of the year. Oh, but I had a time inside. I was grilling every week. Oh yes, it, we we made we made it happen. We made we made we made it. Yeah. That might be the episode. Just talking about like two years later. Like what is that like? Two years later, My things God. we lost, things things we kept. Things changed. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that it's like when spring hits, it's like we made it. Almost mm-hmm. like when Hezekiah told Bin Laden. <laughs> and <laughs> you know, but but it's true though. It's like. You know, I, you know, not to say that the winter is dreadful because I enjoy winter and we both live in the South now and you're from mm-hmm. California. I don't know if y'all niggas ever had a real winter, um, nah, except this nah. global warming thing where it just like snowed in California. Oh, yeah. Recently. Long yeah. Ago. yeah. But um, never in my life. Yeah. I'd had a so ne- so neither one of us. Well, neither one of us. There it is. Wants to be the first to say goodbye. I think I probably had more winters than you because Memphis yeah. does get cold, contrary to popular mm-hmm. belief. But it's not a Minnesota, New York, you know, Midwest type of cold. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's unbearable, right? So yeah. we can't go out. But to your point, we're not we're not outside outside. And if you're from the South, 
Southern folk like to be outside. Even if oh, I know yeah. my grandma and them, they used to sit on the porch. And my oh, grandma yeah. didn't have a big porch, so you should put her chair under the carport. Because they ain't had no mm-hmm. garage, right? You put it yep. under the carport, you sit out there, you watch. And my grandmother was big in her garden, um, tending to her lawn, um, that kind of stuff. Uh, as a child, spending summers in my grandmother's house, I stayed outside. So, you know, in the spring, kind of like I said, it it, it initiates that season. Yeah. And here in Atlanta, especially now that on my workout journey, when I can stand to be outside or I take all the precautions to be outside, like running a belt line. Yeah, was something that you know I don't live close to the belt line, so I kind of make sure I plan it out. But being out there is something I I enjoy doing. You be around the people, you see the folks. It's I don't know. It's like it's almost. Remember how I talked about for Christmas? Yeah. I like to shop in the malls because I like mm-hmm. the you know the Christmas spirit. I yeah. actually like part of that about the spring. Well, I don't want to go into summer. I'm sure we'll have an episode that you know something around summertime stuff. But like warmer weather, uh, like you say, it brings out um, a different mood in people. Yeah, and I think you know, and and the psych- I don't understand the psychology of it all. They want my major. I ain't study all that, but I believe there's mm-hmm. a psychology behind it in terms. Of, you know, seasonal depression. That's the thing. And yeah. you know, when spring yeah. comes, it, it lifts right mm-hmm. for some. Um, and I just enjoy that. You know, going and having ice cream. Shout out, Pastor. Oh. Um, yeah. all those different types of things you're just able to do and enjoy. Like, cause I was still, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a nigga. I will still get an icy in December. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want one, right? But it's something different about getting ice cream and sitting on the patio and eating it. You know what I'm saying? Or getting yeah. an icy and don't have to run to your car. You know what I'm saying? You can just kind of sip that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you're able to enjoy a full range of things. Yeah. Um, and then if you if it ain't raining too much mm-hmm. and the pollen ain't too crazy, it's the perfect blend of weather. Because yeah. even though spring and fall have similar temperature ranges, yeah. Um. The wind chill and stuff is a little bit different. Yeah. So you'll catch that seventy seventy one, and it is beautiful. Oh yeah. You, can, you know what I'm saying? You can just be. It's perfect. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Maybe some jeans and just a short sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. Um. If it get on up to eighty, you can bust out them hoochie daddies. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do your thing there. Um. Cause you know I'm a, I'm a I'm a y'all gonna get sick of my y'all gonna get sick of these thighs. <laughs> I'm a five inch y'all niggas all summer. Okay. Um, Listen, if it, if it get over seventy five, thighs out. Skies out, thighs out. Do you yes. understand? Um. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you hundred percent in that way that I feel like it initiates, um, almost a rebirth. Yeah. Um, is it is, is the Chinese new does the Chinese New Year start in spring? I don't know. Let me look at that. Because I feel like maybe if it is, then they they own they own it. I know oh, Chinese it's, New it's Year is like in February. Looks like. Gotcha. Okay. Well, never. Let me see the Jewish I'm, New Year. I'm trying to be deep. Well, Ramadan is in spring. I know. The, I know. Yeah, Ramadan I know is the, in spring. I know the Muslims got something going on. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they may. They might have it. But yeah, like watermelon season is like you know. Fruit gets better in certain seasons. You know what I'm saying? Like you know how a, I feel about a watermelon. I know. I know. When they, remember when they in season one in my house every week? Listen, <laughs> it is it gets added to my grocery list. They get more and more expensive every year. I don't care. Yeah, but Kroger has the and I don't slice year, Kroger them up. The best one. I cut them in quarters, four quarters, <laughs> and eat it just like put it in a big bowl and just eat it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I eat it like my ancestors ate it, man. We ain't got time to be slicing it up and put it in no Tupperware. Don't you know watermelon is about 80%? Well, you put that in there, it get all the. Mm-mm, mm-mm. 
You let that thing sit the way it's supposed to set. You don't cut up your apples, apples and pre-slice them unless you buy them that way. You just eat an apple, don't you? Mm. You don't do your oranges that way. Stop doing your watermelon <laughs> like that, okay? You're messing up the texture. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> no, but I think it's, yeah, season change. It's a, it's a mental thing. I think people get get together more during spring. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's like the start of cookout season, all that kind of stuff. So, Ooh, I, can, I, I, can I ask you a question? Go for it. You know how we do, like, holiday food? Do y'all... Historically, in your family, even now, like is Easter a big dinner for you? Since you're talking about spring, you brought up food. It, it, I think it used to be. We haven't done it. We haven't done a big Easter anything since I've been in. Since I lived in my current house, or even I can't. When we, when my parents, when my parents at the church, we probably did something after Easter, like Easter dinner and stuff like that. But okay. recently, within the last maybe three, four, or five years. We haven't done a big, big, big meal on Easter. Even though I believe it should be a big meal, we just haven't hadn't done one. Gotcha. What about you? I feel like we've I've not I wouldn't say huge. Like some of our our college friends we all went to church together and stuff like mm-hmm. that. At one point, we've come together and done stuff. Um, my mom used to though. She would cook mm-hmm. for Easter almost like she cooked for Thanksgiving. Yeah. A different menu, but still yeah. lasagna like the, side yeah. dish. On robust, was, robust. It is, it is, yeah, very robust. Cornish hens. Uh-huh. It was all. It was that kind of a, a pan of dressing <laughs> that's gonna come out. Right. Greens, devil eggs, angel eggs. Um, you know, uh, stuff. Like should be a thing. I feel like I'm gonna make a tradition. I think, and Having lamb should be dinner. eaten. And lamb should be eaten every. Now every the lamb. I'm 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 making it a tradition now. I'm writing it down, and I'm eating lamb. Uh, because the lamb now, was slain. Now, behold, the lamb is a Christmas song, and not an Easter one. Just for the saints. <laughs> Who gonna who gonna try to make that youth choir sing it? That is a Christmas song. Now I behold the Lamb, the pre- born into sin, that I made. It, like, it was on his Christmas album, y'all. It, <laughs> the the man is theologically questionable sometimes, but that one <laughs> he was following the text. Okay, I just uh, want to let y'all know. <laughs> Even though yeah. we say the Lamb that was slain, the Lamb that was slain, that song is referencing baby Jesus, <laughs> little <laughs> newborn Jesus, not grown thirty three slain Jesus. I right, listen. Go ahead. Kurt Franklin is great on East. Kurt Frank is great Christmas, but his Easter is questionable. His Hosanna song is questionable. Oh well, first of all, Hosanna's Palm Sunday, so let's let's get this right. <laughs> you will not give my. But he has. Why don't you cry? That mm. is theologically sound because it's uh-huh. a, he has risen. <laughs> why are you weeping? He's not dead. That's mm. the now. Now Palm Sunday. We you know I, I can't. I remember. I can't defend that. <laughs> but you would not talk about Resurrection Kurt because he had that one right. Mm. <laughs> he got that one right. <laughs> On Sunday, I give it to you, Reverend. I give Palm it to Sunday. you. It's a bop, though. <laughs> it is a bop. I it's love, bop, I love Hosanna. I love Hosanna. Hosanna, 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 Hosanna walked so that Back to Eden could run. <laughs> oh, no, bye. Because <laughs> Jesus ain't never promised us to go back nowhere until call Eden. The Eden mindset is a kingdom he, mindset. When he shut that thing down, it was shut down, bro. Eden mm-hmm. is like Kmart. It ain't coming back. <laughs> Blockbuster. Blockbuster, if you will. <laughs> right. Planet oh. Hollywood. It ain't coming back. <laughs> He's talking about the kingdom mindset. If you don't Listen, get out of here in your Stephen shiny suit. <laughs> ain't coming back. All right. <laughs> Beautiful um, so yeah, so I think uh, yeah, food changes. I think we should. I, I think I'm. Gonna, I want to do something. I might do some lamb on uh, on Easter. Um, but uh, oh yeah. So the next thing is uh, I thought we can talk about it earlier cleaning. Mm. Spring cleaning is a big thing. Did your mom growing up? Did you had you like spring cleaning? Yeah, I'm pretty sure if you anything like my mom, we did cleaning every weekend. I was about to say that. 
But then on <laughs> during spring, it was like deep, deep, deep clean. What about what about Robin? Yep. So we did. We probably did deep cleaning every weekend too. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, there was a there was a, it went up a level. We were washing yeah. walls. Yes, yes. At the start of spring, making sure the baseboards were clean. Like my uh-huh. like when we 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 would clean the baseboards. She would make sure they were clean. Um, having my dad change the air filters and yep. I mean all the you know not just changing clothes out, giving stuff to try that on. Yeah, put put it in yep. that, take it into the new wheel. You know, mm-hmm. and then. Southern folk, everything that you want, you know, you didn't necessarily want to give away. We have a what we a rummage sale, so mm. you, you know, and that was a church fundraiser. So you, oh, yeah. oh, you yeah. donated, you know, and have a garage sale or white people say a state sales. So you ain't nobody mm-hmm. died. We just we just selling stuff. And um, Listen. but yeah, you change, you change, you you go from your thicker comforter to your, your mm-hmm. lighter one, and uh, all that different kind of stuff. My grandma changed her curtains out. You know, she had she had more of the um. I know in the winter, even before it was a thing, she she didn't have blackout curtains. She had a darker curtain, a thicker curtain. Mm-hmm. And then in the in the spring, she would put up her white curtains and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. yes, definitely grew yeah. up in a home where there was a deep, deep cleaning of yeah. every nook and cranny and you know, and almost a declut and a decluttering yeah. that went with that as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would say the same thing. Like within that, we had a deep a deep a decluttering was a thing. Uh, getting stuff that you couldn't fit, shouldn't fit, whatever stuff like that. Um, so even with talk about that, and then, and, <laughs> what do you say? When I got this stuff that you shouldn't fit, shouldn't yeah, fit. you don't dress like you used to. <laughs> I've been changed. Um, get out, get out them whore clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but let's think about so let's think about mentally, right? Yeah. Um, um, <laughs> That's pretty new. <laughs> uh, what are some things that you feel like you know? Going from one season to the next, some things mentally we might need to get rid of or clean out um, at this moment. Oh, man. So it's so funny. So I talked about the American Express Leadership Academy. And one of the things <laughs> we had to identify a challenge in our professional career. And one of the things that I identified me personally was capacity. And uh-huh. I feel like what happens with a lot of high achieving, high performing people, particularly black folk, mm-hmm. is that the better you do, the more they give you. Uh-huh. And they look at it. And actually, I was told this. this somebody justified that literally Monday. Wow. They asked me to be a part of a new project and said, Josh, I know it's another thing, but hey, I guess the positive is, is that we really value your input. So we wanted mm. to add you to this project. And I'm just like, I told, I typed back because it was a chat. I was like, that's not the compliment you think it is. Um, <laughs> we kind of, we, we, she kind of laughed. I was just like, I mean, so anyway, that program made me think through capacity. So yeah. um, I know we've talked about this before, but Asking that question makes me think about it even more in terms of changing my mindset. It's like really being honest about how I spend my day. How So I, what I've noticed about myself in particular, like y'all know I love my gym and working out, but mm-hmm. I haven't had the capacity to work out it, it, during the day like I used to. Mm-hmm. I just driving 30 minutes to get there and, you know, it come, like, that's two hours. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 30 minutes to get there, an hour class, 30 minutes to get back. That's two hours out of my day. I could have written, depending on the length and the depth of the article, about three pieces mm-hmm. for just article work. Yeah. Not counted the amount of work I could have done for Habitat as well. So I say all that to say, one of the mindset shifts is like, I don't know that just because the kind of person I am, that my grind is going to ever stop. But I think yeah. I am in the space where I no longer feel pressure to... Um, 
just take all this stuff on. And if I mm-hmm. do decide, putting boundaries around it. So, and like when I got back from New York, bro, I got added to four new projects. Wow. But in every conversation, the one I had was said that was not a compliment. Um, the other one I said, yeah, they want to, somebody said, yeah, and we want to launch this in uh, mid-April. I said, well, if you want me to help you lead this out, that's not a realistic timeline. We need to have another meeting because our time is ending on this one to discuss mm-hmm. time. And they looked mm-hmm. at me and I was like, I don't have the capacity. I'm not going to give it. I said, I have my own set of priorities right now. Right. And I'm not jumping in because this is yours. Yeah. And you want me like you want me. Right. And I'm grateful yeah. and I'm going to give you, you know, what I have, but I'm not able to give you that by mid-April. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. We, I, I can guarantee you we can launch before the close of this fiscal year. And that's mm. all I can guarantee. And yeah. as we get into details, then maybe we can put a more concrete date on that. Um, so for me, that is that is the mindset shift I have to have. It's like really prioritizing me and my capacity and understanding yeah. that I'm only one person and then figuring out what is it I really want to get accomplished. And finding yeah. time and space and navigating my schedule to get that done, right? Because yeah. I think sometimes I'm, so, I know for me personally, I'm so busy with stuff that yeah. I'm not like, I'm, I'm, I'm slowly chipping away at several things yeah. versus fully completing, you know what I'm saying? One or two things at a time. And I think I want to move to that space a little bit more. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I would probably say something similar, uh, but prioritize, but prioritizing peace. Mm-hmm. that's been my current thing that the Lord has been talking to me about peace, peace, peace. I don't think peace has been something that has, I think it's kind of overrated, not overrated, underrated in terms okay. of we think about joy, 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 joy is important. Um, but peace is the other thing, like, you know, peace that surpasses all understanding and mm-hmm. it keeping perfect peace. Like mm-hmm. what does that look like? Right. Um, minimizing any stress or anything like that, that may, you know, potentially put me in certain places. Uh, finding joy. Well, I think was my thing for last year, uh, this year, really, you know, finding peace. What is what brings peace? Um, having peace in decision making, having peace in relationships, having peace in uh, some of those decisions I made uh, in the past. And I'm a type of person that I'll think about decisions I made in the past or moves I made in the past. And I'm like, oh, killing myself over stuff like that. But I finding peace and rest in the fact of like, nigga, that's not you can't do anything. You can't change that. Yeah. You know, yeah. F- finding peace um uh within that so that's something i think you know when i was talking about earlier going from winter to spring is like the rebirth the rejuvenation the you know the reintroduction of new life i think within that can be like you know a certain level of of peace so you made me think about a line from one of my favorite worst movies in the world and that's pootie tiny uh (laughs) when pootie got beat up chris rock's character said he was rejuvenated. <laughs> that yeah. means he was rejuvenated. <laughs> he lost it and he got rejuvenated again. <laughs> rejuvenated. <laughs> that movie's so stupid. It is so stupid. Um, yeah. But no, I think I think you know not to be churchy. I do think there is real revival um, yeah. that can occur in spring um, yeah. in our mindset and our perspectives. And I, I really think if I'm gonna be honest with you, um, I think every season. Whether you look at it chronologically, whether you look at it in terms of like actual, you know, fall, winter, spring, I think that there's opportunity, right? I feel like there are seasons that God designs for us for sure, but I also believe that there are like with the with the start of new new months, new years, new quarters, new you know seasons in terms of environment and weather and you know kind of yeah. things like that. I really feel like there's opportunity to kind of yeah. 
have a fresh slate and fresh perspective. So while spring may have sprung yeah. March 20th in the middle of a middle of a, um, a month, you know, yeah. kind of middle of, you know, end of a first quarter, I think that there's, like you said, this opportunity to kind of understand what that shift yeah. meant for environment. And, you know, if y'all want to translate it to modern term vibes, right. Yeah. Um, and how is spring going to be better than winter? Right. Yeah. What am I doing in my spring to prepare for something? You know, it, just think about it just from a, a, like, let's, let's make an example that everybody can, you probably get even if you're not into fitness health mm-hmm. right all right maybe, maybe i missed the winter but what can i do between april and may april yeah. may june to be like you did be no bed by fourth of july i might not have the body but i yeah. will have you know what i'm saying you know what I'm saying? so i think it's about it, my body right now exactly so like <laughs> again how can we use seasons to kind of be markers for achievement and success and goal yeah. setting and kind of you know maximizing you know how we prepare how we shift uh, because maybe there are some things we start at the top of the year that we didn't do. Right. Right. I said, I want to read at least two books per month. And I've only, I've only read in full two books this year. Mm. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and that's just because I don't, I, I haven't had a whole lot of time to just sit in some of the times where, because I put out so much mentally when mm-hmm. I finally decompress, it is with music or television. Right. Yeah. I'm not, you know, and when I pour back in, it's doing those work hours. And sometimes, unfortunately, that reading is not leisure reading. Um, right. So anyway, but I did. I told myself at April one, I'm gonna pick another book up, and maybe not two, but let's see, can I commit to one and kind of yeah. reset those goals, right? So I think um, there's a revival, there's a resetting um, that happens as well if we if we choose to lean into it. I yeah. think there's opportunity for that. Yeah, I agree. And um, second part, and um, I'm gonna kind of merge our podcast of joy segment within the, the living room. Okay. Um, another big part in spring, other than like spring and forward and, and spring cleaning, is really the, the spring break. Oh. Um, and mm. that is a oh, I'm major. You, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you finish because I got. Maybe that's a great idea. No, I'm gonna say it here. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no you got I feel like you got something on your uh, chest. Uh, yeah. I want you to go ahead. I want you to go ahead. <laughs> so spring break is ahead. extremely important and really finding out the, you know, the importance of the breaks and stuff like that. And um, you know, with kids, they say, well, it can only last so long. So they gotta have this break here, break there, break there to kind of redo their mind. Um, so I feel like when it comes to spring, yeah. uh, even as adults, I think we should find opportunities, maybe out of college, maybe out of school, but really mm-hmm. find opportunities to take a break, maybe a week off of work, uh, take some mental breaks, go stay in a hotel, whatever it is, to find the opportunity to get yourself a break from my, my, my. doing any type of work. What do you, you got to say about that? Well, that was a perfect segue because you talked about okay. You niggas who are like 25 plus, stop going to Miami, you pervert. <laughs> that is That era is done. It is mm-hmm. over. Now, mm. because I'm in the frat and, you know, I'm not old, right? But Brian, you know, you even got young LBs. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure that you're loosely connected or adjacent to people who are right out of college or college age and things like that. So I, I see some of the stuff that's happening. Yeah. They look like they're having a blast. Yeah. I am completely disinterested <laughs> in oh, being yeah. in Miami, Florida between like second week of March to like third week mm. of April. Ain't nothing oh, yeah. there for me. No. It's regular, unless, it's unless I was going down there for like work and I happened to have traveled, you know, for whatever conference or whatever was dumb enough to schedule something during that time. That is the <laughs> only way you'll get me in Miami because like there's nothing for me. First of all, my whole situation reveals that that's not for me. I'm married. I have right. children. Right. That That's just not it. But even like so even the way I kind of have a good time and turn up is not that. 
right? Yeah. That that looking at that sometimes gives me a headache. And I and I and I question particularly my brothers yeah. who are going down there to kind of to to be honest, prey on these young women and young yeah. men, whatever your preference is. Mm-hmm. Um and you know that they're young, you know that they're susceptible because they're under the influence a lot. They're probably high. They're consistently drunk. And right. I just think it is a terrible look, right, for you to be at your big grown 30-some-year-old age. I saw mm-hmm. somebody. I know they ever been at 32. Talking about Miami for spring break. Nigga, you ain't been, you ain't even finished college. Why are you <laughs> in spring break? Like, I'm trying to understand. That. That's, <laughs> right. that's that's what I want. That one was burning when you said spring yeah. break. I'm sick yeah. of it. I'm still seeing it because the time is still here. Yeah, nah, nah, nah. The other part of that is that I agree. I think that I do think children need a break. I made that face because, like, in Georgia, they just had a midwinter break in February. How many breaks do they need? My <laughs> God. Um, and it was a full week. But, but yeah, I do. Th- I think we all need a reset, right? I think yeah. even as adults. I remember when I did work in the office, mm-hmm. I would get up and walk the block. Yeah. Like, you know, your employee handbook says, oh, you can take 15-minute breaks. I'd be like, huh. You got to tell me twice. Listen. And I would just get up and I would, it was a, a Starbucks one block up from um, my old office. And so much so they knew me in there. They knew my order mm-hmm. or they knew, you know, a combination of one or two things um, that I would get. And um, yeah, so I just feel like and to me, you know, goes into this thing. I'm really big on these days to build a community. Um, so that but it allowed me opportunity to just in that 15 minutes to kind of reset. Yeah, because right, it was a break from work, it was a break from my desk, a break from sitting. Um, and I think just like you said, in general, like even though I was in New York for professional development, it mm-hmm. broke up the monotony of my week. Right. Yeah. So I was in a brand new city. I was living like the New Yorkers. I was walking everywhere. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You know, all the things, um, the, 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 the two nights that I had time to kind of go out and explore. Like I was like, this city really don't sleep. Like these uh-uh. people are out and doing the things. And yeah. It was just fast paced and moving. And I don't think that I could ever live in New York, but mm-hmm. I do appreciate, you know, the city and what it brought. And I appreciate that difference. So um, so even beyond that, I'm even more excited to have some intentional time to um, that's what you know we was alluding to earlier. So, you know, Tampa. It's going to be a time yeah. with, our, with our brothers and we're going to celebrate yeah. and enjoy the bond, enjoy brotherhood um, and somewhere in between and around there. You know what I'm saying? I may or may not take another, even if it's just a staycation, right? Take some time yeah. to just be and enjoy. Because I work really hard, right, Brian? You yeah. work really hard. And yeah. I looked at my calendar. I'm out of town at least once a month until December. Yeah. At minimum, once a month. Yeah. Um, and these ain't like a one day trip and turn around. Like these are minimum weekends. I mean, minimum yeah. two days, right? Yeah. Um, sometimes three because like some of the stuff kind of like New York, it started on a Monday night. So I have to leave Sunday. Yeah. Um, I got a trip coming up. I'm in the Twin Cities at the end of April and it starts on Monday at 8 a.m. So I can't, you know, give me there before there, right? So I got to get right. And then I got a trip in Chicago. I, I'm going to be in Chicago three times this summer. And I heard Sherman Bless Summertime you. Shy. It's, summertime Shy. It's, it's amazing. Um, but yeah, um, but even in those trips, I know we've talked about this before. How can I leverage that, right? Go up there for the one or two days and then extend it another two to three days and just be in the city, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, I think you're absolutely right. We have to take that time intentionally. And if your schedule is extra busy, how can you leverage some of those times? I think, Brian, you do it every time you go to the Bahamas for work. Um, yep. I've had friends who like have been fortunate enough to go to like Hawaii for work. Right. And they'll mm. get there three or four days early or they'll leave two or three days later. Like even in New York, the, the cohort ended Thursday. But uh, after we followed each other on social media, I saw that some of them didn't leave till Sunday. Right. Yeah. They, everybody just went back to work Monday. Right. So like those type of things, I think, again, even if you're busy, it's finding that space 
um, to, 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 to make yourself and make the break and the reset a priority. And yeah. I think that is something that spring again can encourage us to be able to do. Yep. I agree. Yep. So, um, yeah, spring is sprung, spring cleaning, spring break, uh, before we, I guess, wrap this portion up and kind of, you know, close out the show and some other things, um, any goals, I think you all kind of missed some goals earlier, but something you want to leave a lasting point regarding spring, uh, that is taking place. Anything you want to leave? Um, just a tip. Don't wear all white with black shoes. Oh, don't ever do that. That's, that's it. Cause I know y'all blacks, we love all white. And I love all white parties. It's, it's, and it's about to really hit now that it's warm. Cause you know, some people are still like, oh, we don't wear white in the winter. But now that it's spring, y'all really finna put oh. it out. Don't you put on them black shoes. And don't oh. you wear all white shoes with it either. Oh. Cause you look just as country in your all white shoes. God bless oh. you. That's a good one. I'm, I have nothing to say after that. <laughs> God bless you. Noops, especially you older ones. Don't you put them <laughs> leisure suits on and them white loafers that you got from DK. Don't you do it. Or them black Stacey Adam lace-ups. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. They're going to do it. You some brown or some other color. You you coordinate. Mm-hmm. If you need some help, I'll send you a Pinterest board. But don't you do it. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Sorry to the men. <laughs> well, uh, this is our living room. And uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or something you feel like, you know, there's a certain topic you want us to talk about, uh, please feel free to... Uh, let us know. Hit us up our DM uh, or email us at askthejigsaw at gmail.com or thejigsawpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll, you know, we'll definitely do those things. Um, and we kind of already did pockets of joy. Do you want to kind of add something like to it. that? or Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm All right. <laughs> so I guess at this point, we're going to go to the P.O. Box. Let's be asking there first before I, I say we read mail. All right. We have something in the P.O. Box. Let's do it. Let's get into it. All right. All right, good people. We are here at the post office box, and Rodney Jenkins did what he always does to bring us our letter here on time. But before we get into it really quickly, I want to let you know that you too can be featured on the show by writing in to ask the jigsaw that is ask the jigsaw at gmail.com we will do a few things possibly read your letter out loud we will then give you a pseudonym because we respect your pronouns and your privacy and then we're going to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet so with that being said understood and accepted Brian who do we have and what do they want all right pronouns yes she her Oh, my, 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 five my's of Shirley Murdoch. Shirley Murdoch. It's morning. Don't you give good, Brian. That was a good one, too. That's a good song. It's so adulterous, but it's such a great song. And we slept the night away. Okay. It happened. And why Kelly Price in the music video? She's singing Dead in That Man's Face. Listen. So messy. She sang this song, though. She sang it, though. She sang it. So messy. Uh, all right, so uh, Shirley Mardock reads, um, uh, writes, or yeah, writes, Hey guys, uh, my 35th birthday is coming up and I'm planning a big trip. I usually host something rather small each year to celebrate, but I really want to go hard for milestone years. My current invite list is 12 people and they all got ample notice. The trip is October. We'll be going to Costa Rica, so I'm making sure everything is in place. My childhood best friend who's invited just got laid off in big tech 
layoff surge. Uh, he received a generous severance and is an excellent saver. But despite that, I understand what it means to be without income. So I did not pressure him to, I did not pressure him into coming. We talked about one-on-one. I offered to cover his flight because I wanted him to be there. Do you know this nigga took offense? He accused me of thinking he was broke or a charity case. When in reality, I explained to him that I did not want my trip to be a burden. So I would help alleviate one of the biggest expenses. Uh, this was over two weeks and things was over two weeks ago and things we left completely unsettled. <clears throat> it is time to start making payments with a travel agent and we haven't spoken. How should I proceed? Should I follow up and just let it go because he is still in the group thread uh, with a pertinent with the, all the pertinent information? At the end of the day, I don't want to lose my friend, but I also believe this needs to be addressed. Any advice would help. Best, Shirley Murdoch. Huh. Well, it ain't, it ain't, it ain't, it is deep, but it ain't that deep to me. Yeah. I think you should retry the conversation and just figure out why, right? So yeah. if you said he had a lucrative severance package yeah. i mean he was making a particular amount of money yeah um if he's also a big saver that also means that he's financially um well fit yeah and maybe there's a certain pride he has around his income and his savings yeah. so um but i also feel as though if y'all were childhood best friends i think he would he should have known anyway that you mm -hmm. didn't mean any harm i yeah. also understand what it means for to be recently laid off and that to be sensitive yeah. Um, so it could be a combination of those things. So I think if your friendship is as deep and as real as you allude to in this letter, there's opportunity for you to just have another conversation because mm -hmm. if he's still in that text thread. You didn't say whether he was responding or not. He does have all the pertinent information. Yeah. Um, and I think you can just explain like, bro, I get it. I get it. And mm -hmm. I didn't want to offend. I was thinking about you, right? Cause you said you understand. So maybe you've been a, there. You just been a, I was laid off at the top of the pandemic. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know what it means to rely on um, unemployment because I was there when unemployment was nice and fat. And I was also there when unemployment went back down to two hundred dollars a week. Right. And there was mm. no money. Um, mm. So I know what it means to to be surviving. I also know what it means when I was younger. Brian, you can attest too. you weren't making a whole lot of money at all. And yeah. you, even though you was working, you still was broke. Yep. Right. So I absolutely get it. And Costa Rica, probably based on how you describing it, ain't no cheap trip. So yeah. I, 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 I get it. I get it. Um, but I will say um, you offer. And personally, as a friend, I would not have felt offended. If I didn't mm -hmm. want it, I would have just turned it down and yeah. said, no, I'm good. Really appreciate you, but I'm good. Um, so yeah. I'm going to think that the I'm going to believe without knowing your friend that the layoff is still fresh. Yeah. And maybe there was just a sensitivity around yeah. that that caused him to respond in such a way. But I do think you need to have a conversation. One to save your friendship because I don't think this is worth ending it. But two, because niggas got to get these numbers so we can make sure yeah. we know who going. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Uh, have the conversation again. If anything, you can apologize and say, listen, I wasn't trying to offend you or anything like that. I just know this trip without you is not the trip that I want to be on. Uh, so I wanted to ensure that, you know, you had it. I wanted to let you know also that if you felt like you, if, 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 if cost was an issue, just know as the friend that I am, that I, I I got you. However, since you said you got it, you good. If if something down the line happens and you potentially can't, you know, offer still stands. Offer still stands, <laughs> and then let it with the balls in their court. Um, because you know I I there's nothing like being on a trip, and you ain't got it right. I'd rather just not go to the trip if I ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to be, you know, that person where everybody taking shots or buying bottles or eating anything they want to eat, and you sitting there just like, well, I'll take salad. 
Ain't that the worst when you got a penny pinch? There have been vacations I've declined, Brian, because I refuse to penny pinch out of town. Yeah, because I, I just if I, if I can't if I can't go there and go and and, and do all the things, might as well not even go. If I'm a hustle, I'm a hustle in Atlanta. I'm right. not going out of town to hustle. And if I Mm-mm. choose not to indulge, whether they're shopping, eating, drinking, whatever it is, that is my choice. Yeah. Not because I can't. Yeah. Right? I might look at something and say, I'm not spending $600 on that. But that's my yeah. choice. And, you know, mm-hmm. I can very much have it. Right? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you 100%. It is much better for you to be in a, you know, and make, but to, to your point, now, now that you have no respect, let him make that decision because it's yep. ultimately on him. So if he wants to spend his severance on that, if he has a good savings, maybe his savings was so robust that he can live the next six months without a job. Yeah. And the Who severance knows? is what it is. Because if it's yeah. a lucrative severance, then they may have paid him for the next three months, four months. Yeah. So he may be good, good. You know, who knows? But I think at the end of the day, what we're both saying is have that conversation. Yep. Do it. Yep. Well, just do it. Thank Schedule you, Shirley. It. Yeah. yeah. Let us know what happens too. I want to know. Please do. It's interesting. And if it gets yeah. messy, please, please let us know. Yeah, we love mess. <laughs> we love. Oh, and if y'all was white, we would love it even more because I love white mess. <laughs> y'all know I love white mess. Speaking of Brian, have you ever real quick? I know we need to move on, but have you ever watched Shit's Creek? Yes. I hear good things about it. Okay, so it's so I don't I'm not gonna overhype it. It's supposed to be comedy. Yeah. Um, I haven't had any laugh out loud moments, but it is it's solid. Is it funnier it's, than it's like Frasier's the um, the It's office, on that level. Like a, it's on that level. It's okay. like okay, imagine imagine Frasier and his brother go poor. Uh that. Okay. okay. You know. I mean, I, you the, see a white man I don't know why they hit me. Yeah, okay. Yeah, the irony of these wealthy folks or or privileged folks no longer having their privilege and how they survive. Losing it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, losing it all. Yeah. Oh, that 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 sound. Thoroughly entertaining. <laughs> White people losing that. it all. <laughs> Listen, I'm all about equity, and that's what that screams to me. All right, let's get into. Let's go to the greater conversation. Let's do it. Let me talk. Let me talk. All right, we're here at a greater conversation. Thank you for sticking around. Uh, for those that are new, this is the episode, the part of the episode, excuse me, where we get some things off of our chest. I say it all the time that tomorrow is not promised, so cuss them out today. Uh, so, Josh, is there anything you want to get off of your chest this week? Actually, no. I felt like I got the gun thing off. I got the all white with black shoes off. Um, I got, I gave a few greater conversations throughout the episode. So <laughs> take those as you will. The only other thing I think I would add is that, you know, John Moran is back. Yep. And um, I still believe that the reaction to what he did was an overreaction. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to our last episode. Um, yep. Not to say that he should not have deserved consequences, right? But I yeah. do think, and I agree, our friend Chris said that, you know, maybe this was a wake-up call. But, yeah. I, but as we have seen, Right, it has passed. He's back mm-hmm. playing, and we're almost acting like it never happened. Yep. Um. So, um. So yeah, I just, I just want us, I want us as a community, as a society, to just be able to rest in the duality of understanding he was being a stupid kid versus he was really causing harm. Right, and maybe he needed a wake up call versus. You know, I think I heard somebody say he should have missed the rest of the regular season and all this wow. other kind of stuff, bro. For for doing this and yeah. being at a strip club, like you know what I'm saying, and and you know, but again, he was he was doing some stuff like drinking the Casamigos straight out the bottle, like. But at the, but here's the thing though, Brian, it's I'm twenty I'm year a, old stuff. I'm gonna let it go. How, how many times we were young, or even today, when you turned up, you drinking that? So yeah, we saw that on one, but 
did we see Ja drinking like that consistently? Right. And I'm not saying that he wasn't because he could have been down a bad trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. But nothing, nothing has ever alluded to the fact that Ja's an alcoholic. No. Or struggles with, you know, drinking. We may have just caught him turning up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And how many times have Meg the Stallion over here riding the boat, driving mm -hmm. that popular all the time? You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, so anyway, I'm not here to justify anything. All I'm saying is that, just like with Dwayne and Whitley, one of the justifications I give for their toxic relationship was that they mm -hmm. were between the age of 20 and 23 years old when yeah. all this stuff happened. So it don't justify what they did, but it is perspective if they were young and immature. And I think yeah. that is what's really at the core of Ja. And I and just like all this has passed, I wish this same grace that's here now would have been extended then. Yeah. And not to bring other people in, in this stuff, but um, Michael Jordan, who's considered the greatest of all time, was known to smoke, drink, and gamble the night before games. Like, <laughs> Did you see his eyes in the last dance? <laughs> that thing's just yellow it? as... <laughs> and dropped 40. It looked like... So, like a Coachella desert. Them eyes, <laughs> that is years of tobacco. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's it. I don't have anything. I'm going to choose joy for the most part. Uh, right. So I think that's it. That's a great conversation. Um, anything else, Josh? Nope. But with that being said, understood and accepted, this is another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, yeah. your favorite podcast, your favorite Casa Negros. We want to thank you so, 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 so much for always tuning in, always listening. Uh, I know we say this quite often that we got some big things coming, but we really do. Um, yep. We had a meeting a couple of weeks ago where we were putting some things in motion. And I think Brian and I just need to, um, outside of our larger team, he and I need yeah. to have a, a reset. Well, not necessarily a yeah. reset, but make sure we get these things in place because yeah. we got some super exciting things we want to drop for y'all. And I'm super, I'm hyped about y'all tapping into that. It's going to take we us are. to the next level and um, it's going to be real good. Let's do it. Uh, and again, thank you for all for listeners. Uh, we probably people out there. Uh, we will be great without you, but we're greater with you. We appreciate you. Continue to follow us on all the social media platforms at the Jigsaw yes. Podcast. I am Josh Rogers. I am yes. Brian Hare. We're on Facebook. All the things. Continue to engage in our um, stories and stuff like that. Shouts out to our team, uh, Jasmine and Chris. We appreciate everything that you do. Uh, if you have any questions, feel free to uh, ask the Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com and we mm -hmm. appreciate all the things and love that you support that you've given us throughout the years josh before we let the people go let them know what they need to do yeah all you can do is what you can while you can in the very best ways that you can but in all you're doing yes please 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 please, please do not get caught with your work undone and that is a wrap love y'all see y'all love time. you peace